Hello and welcome to episode 15 and day 15 of Dry Jan Like a Sober Rebel, the mini-series with me, Louisa Evans. I'm a cognitive behavioural hypnotherapist and self-proclaimed sober rebel, and I'm sharing with you lots of tips and techniques from my therapy room, and I'm sharing advice from the sober community so that you get your sober journey off to the right start, whether this is a lifestyle choice for you or whether it's just a break. Today, we're going to continue the conversation we started yesterday about thinking errors and cognitive distortions. But today, what we're going to do is look at different ways we can challenge those thinking errors in order to let them go. And the best way to do this is actually by questioning yourself. Write the thought that you're having, the unhelpful thought that you've established isn't supporting you down on a piece of paper and then take some time to be objective. Take some time to step back from the thought and look at the facts rather than emotionally getting tied up in what the thought could mean. Look at what it actually does mean. So as we talked about last episode, once you recognize your thinking errors and we've all got them, you can begin to try to challenge those thoughts. You can look for the exceptions to the rule And you can gather evidence that your thoughts maybe aren't 100% true. So we're not looking to replace them with overly idealistic or Pollyanna positive thoughts. What we're looking at doing is replacing them with realistic thoughts. Again, a quick recap. Often our conscious thoughts aren't realistic. They're irrational and inaccurate. And thoughts aren't facts. Recognising and then replacing those inaccurate thoughts can be the key to improving things like communication, relationships and your decision making. And assuming knowledge of what's going on in somebody else's mind is a thinking error that can lead to problems. So it's really to be aware of that one. So we've outlined 10 and then I added an 11th. And let's look at some of those thinking errors in more depth for more common ones. And then I want you to go through an exercise with me where I'm going to ask you a series of simple questions involving a target situation. And the purpose of this exercise is actually to help you clarify your awareness in a way that creates therapeutic change. Since yesterday's episode and recording it, I've thought of another thinking error, and that is globalisation which is self-downing. I mean, how many times do you catch yourself saying, oh, I'm just such a bad mother or I'm a bad person because one thing's gone wrong or you've had one thought that you don't like? And with all of these things, you need to step back and imagine you're dissecting that trigger situation properly so that you can look at it in a more objective way. Because with things like that, no one is inherently a bad person. Just like it isn't possible for someone to be a purer than pure, perfect person. So watch how you're labelling yourself. Watch the words you're using after the statement, I am. And don't let that slip by you because a lot of people will say, I'm a bad mother and not realise actually they're saying I am. You're looking out for sloppy thoughts. You're looking out for overgeneralisations. Be more specific. If that happens to be one of your thinking errors, if something goes wrong with the children and you label yourself, I'm a bad mother. So you could just consider these couple of questions. How is it possible to be a bad mother if you can't quantify it? 
Ask yourself, are you a bad mother all the time or do you have good days? Are you a bad mother every waking moment? Do you never, not even once, never do it right? And what would your children say if you asked them if you were a good mother? So in that moment, you might have shouted at your child or lost your temper. Does that make you a bad mum? I would point out to you that of all the things you do for your children, moments like that will be few and far between. And there's far more weight to those than there is with the odd outburst because you're human. And the truth is, when we look at things like this, is that you have bad moments. It doesn't make you a bad person. So although I've digressed slightly there and talked about globalisation as a thinking error, that's another one that does tend to come up. People labelling themselves negatively. So let's just jump straight in and do this exercise. So please, if you are going to do the exercise along with me, then don't do it whilst driving. I think that goes without saying, but I need to cover my back. But what we're going to do is I'd like you to sit down and think about a target situation where you could be using a thinking error. And I want you to answer these series of questions. In fact, I'm going to ask you to close your eyes now so that you can concentrate on the questions I'm asking. And if it's a particular situation that you're thinking of or a person you're thinking of, then I want you to imagine you're right there or imagine they're in front of you as if it's happening now. So your aim in this exercise is to identify any problems or errors of thinking that could be distorting your perception of that situation. And fundamentally, what we need to do is evaluate whether your current viewpoint on the situation is 100% logical or accurate and of course constructive, or whether you could see things differently. So taking a moment now, just concerning this target situation, what, if anything, might you be falsely presupposing about things? What are you assuming? What, if anything, might be distorted by your feelings about that situation? What might you be dismissing out of hand or discounting about it? unnecessarily. What might you be looking at too much in an all or nothing or black and white term when it comes to this situation or this person? Is there anything that you're falsely assuming about the other people involved? Are you jumping to any conclusions about the future? Are you making any false assumptions about yourself in this matter? What might you be making overgeneralizations about? Is there anything that you're exaggerating? And is there anything that you're trivialising? Are there any unreasonable demands that you might be imposing upon yourself? 
And equally, are you placing any irrational demands on other people? Are you imposing any unrealistic expectations on life? And what, if anything, could you be mistaken about? Is there anything you're ignoring? Is there anyone that you're blaming excessively? Is there anything you might be taking too personally? What could you be misinterpreting about things? What might you be thinking about in an illogical way? As you're answering these questions, do you find that you're contradicting yourself in any way? What might be self-defeating or counterproductive about your attitude to things? And be honest. Are you unfairly labelling anything about yourself, about other people or the event? And as you reflect now, what have you learned by asking yourself these questions? Are you beginning to look at the situation, the person, with a more objective mind? And having stepped back and become more rational, what would be a more rational and helpful way of thinking about this person or this situation, seeing the truth of it rather than telling the stories? So now that you've done that, what else can be done right now to begin changing these things for the better? What thoughts would be better to be thinking about this person or this event or situation? What you're looking to do is to improve and adopt alternative ways of looking at the same situation that's causing you problems or the same person that you've had assumptions about by thinking more rationally and pragmatically about things. You may have noticed some of those thinking errors that have appeared in that exercise. You may have found yourself doing mind reading or all or nothing thinking, generalizing or catastrophizing. Now you look at it in this objective way, finding a solution, finding a way of thinking about that situation in a more rational way will help you. And again, what has this got to do with sobriety? Well, in sobriety and even about alcohol, you could ask yourself those questions about your relationship with alcohol. It's all about challenging those automatic negative thoughts that pop into your mind rather than believing them and worse still, acting on them. You're more in control than you believe you are. I actually like to call thinking errors stinking thinking because it's quite catchy. And when we have rubbish thoughts, they tend to create awful feelings in us. So even the thought that I'm going to miss out if I'm not going to have that alcoholic drink is a rubbish thought. It's not true. You can challenge it. You could come up with a more helpful and constructive thought. 
because that thought creates rubbish feelings. And actually, when you have rubbish thoughts combined with awful feelings, the thoughts feel more true. But just identify that some thoughts can feel sloppy. They aren't quantifiable. If you find yourself self-downing or using negative sloppy language around how you describe yourself, then challenge them. Look at what you're good at. It isn't possible to be 100% a bad person or 100% loser. You weren't born that way. And maybe you're thinking in black and white terms. You need to look at the grey area, that all or nothing thinking. You need to accept that there's an option in between all or nothing. You can choose some. So when it comes to black and white thinking, you need to look for that grey area. So look for the fact that maybe that person isn't really as bad as I've labelled them. Or do they have some good qualities? Look at the fact that if something's gone wrong in the day and you're tempted to write the whole day off as a write-off, can I just accept that this hour feels a bit rubbish? But then I'm 100% in control of how the rest of the day will go if I let this go. Because those thoughts of writing things off, that's when the wine witch can creep in and go, do you know what? This week's been rubbish. What you need to do is have a drink. No, there have been moments in the week that haven't been brilliant, but there have been good times and there have been strong times. And that will give you more strength when it comes to fighting that urge or fighting that craving or that voice. If you're finding yourself mind reading, which is a really, really common one, just come up with alternative scenarios. So the story I always use is if you imagine your friend walking down the road, you see them across the road, you wave at them and they don't wave back. Somebody who mind reads will immediately think, oh my goodness, have I upset them? What have I said to offend them? Maybe they don't like me. Maybe they've never liked me. And that thought process can go down a real rabbit hole. So what you need to do in that instance is come up with alternative scenarios to counter your argument in a more constructive way. Recognise your mind reading and say to yourself, well, maybe they didn't see me. Maybe they don't have their contacts in or they don't have their glasses on. Maybe they're in a bad place mentally and can't face talking to anyone today. Or maybe they're just in a rush, didn't have time to stop. Reminding yourself that in any scenario, the brain is trying to keep you safe and it's always going to look for explanations that best fit to protect you from harm by expecting the worst. The reason thinking errors are so important is because when we get swept away in thinking errors or negative thinking, that's when we can start to feel rubbish. And when we feel rubbish, that's when our behaviours can start to sabotage and maybe the wine witch can whisper and convince us that having an alcoholic drink will help us. So understanding thinking errors and how to challenge them has a twofold effect. You can challenge the thoughts you have about alcohol, but you can also challenge the thoughts you have about other people, other events, other situations, about yourself that you're telling yourself or you're finding yourself in that could cause you to then feel bad and find yourself in that alcohol loop of reaching for a glass of something to make you feel better. So if you don't have time to go through that long list of questions or time to think about which particular thinking error you could be doing, just accept you're probably doing one of them if a thought is making you feel bad. So here are four great questions and you can write these down to help you. 
When it comes to any thinking error, these will help you challenge it. Number one, what evidence do I have to prove this thought is true? Place it in the dock and can that be challenged? Number two, am I 100% sure that this bad thing will happen or that this thing is true? 100% quantify it. If it's not 100%, which I guarantee you it won't be, what are the other alternatives? Number three, what would I say to a friend or loved one if they told me they were thinking like this or thinking this thought? Take yourself out of the equation and make yourself the third party in the situation or scenario. And number four, if the worst were to happen, how would I actually cope? Because that's raising your confidence in your ability, your self-efficacy, your confidence in yourself that you can cope with a lot more than you think you can. And if you struggle to do this on your own, then ask a good friend who isn't going to jump in with lots of scenarios or stories just to be a sounding board for you so that you can talk about it together in order to identify better ways of thinking. And remember, you can change your thoughts. Even the thoughts you have about alcohol, you can change them. It's your mind, you're in control. And so I hope you found this second episode on thinking errors useful and that you've found that exercise useful. Any opportunity you can get to step back from what you're thinking to look at it more objectively and to look at other ways of considering different options is always a good thing, especially in sobriety, because we are fully present with our thoughts, fully present with our emotions. And now's the time to really change and challenge some of those unhelpful thinking patterns we could have fallen into over time. And obviously, if you do need help with this, then do talk to somebody who's trained who can help you with it. If you find yourself stuck in a negative way of thinking and can't quite seem to shake yourself out of it. And I'll say it again, as I do at the end of every episode, this is just one way. This is just one way to challenge thoughts. This is just one technique. There is no one size fits all with sobriety or with mental health. So take what works for you and ignore what doesn't. Find something that resonates with you on this path because it'll be totally individual to you. If you're struggling in this first month, then please do talk to your GP or if you suspect you could be alcohol dependent. If you'd like to find out more about my story, then you can head to my website, louisaevans.com where you'll find lots of useful links, including a link to my audiobook on Audible. And you'll also find a range of hypnosis and relaxation downloads that you can try at home. Use code SOBERREBEL, all one word, to buy one, get one free, as a Sober Rebel listener. You can also find out about working with me in therapy if you need further support. You may like to follow me on Instagram at Stepping Into Sobriety. And all of these links are in the show notes. Thank you for listening and I'll catch you tomorrow. Tomorrow.